I don't know. What do you think? Will we ever, will we ever really get comfortable in our skin? I don't know. I feel like I'm in my late thirties and finally wearing shirts that show a little bit of my belly. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's this like the whole aging process, the whole being hungry thing, getting sleepy a lot it's a lot living in a body it's a lot having to to do stuff like right now I'm doing laundry <laughs> while I'm uh, just finishing up the moon mailer and I'm talking to you because that's what I'm here to do Virgo is all about laundry about keeping going It's about cleaning the dog poop up in the yard. It's about washing the dishes. It's about upkeep. Did you brush your teeth today? When we don't pay attention to something, it starts to decay. Just drive through the country and you'll see houses that are abandoned right? Unkept. What happens to them? They fall apart. They decline rapidly. And they found in research studies that this is true, not only of old houses along old Highway 63, but um, this is true of all things. When you don't pay attention to them, they fall apart. When we don't pay attention to our consciousness, to our body, to the quality of how we feel our feelings. (laughs) We get a bit neglected, right? This is Lauren of Ursa Day Healing Arts. How do you do? Welcome to the space if you are new. It's the Virgo full moon tomorrow, March 7th, 2023. And as always, my sidekick, the dragon, is here with me. And your body is there with you. Our stories deposit to the banks of our being. And we forget that we are the teller. If you're not getting otherworldly downloads, if you're not feeling your feelings, if you don't feel like you're on the precipice of something big and different, Now's the time to make peace with the past or to consider time a construct. The past is lived moments. The future, it's anticipation. And we are in the step, the foothold, the space between behind and before. So staying on the ball, get it? Staying on the ball of your foot has wholly new meaning when we are poised in presence, confident in the journey, informed by lived experience, and prepared to act and respond to what's to come. Ugh, but the anxiety, people, the anxiety, our nerves, our nervous system, our nerves attend, listen to every thought, feeling, fear. 
it responds. You are heard. You're never alone when you're with your nervous system. You're never alone when you notice your kept breath. Your body is with you. Your body is listening, replying to every thought and feeling, echoing back your legend. And just like a good ego, (laughs) we rarely pay close enough attention to the speaker. We blather on and the body ponders, returns with feedback. And yet we keep yammering on, infatuated by the words we place upon the chaos. We yammer on to ourselves, plucking weeds from our past, frustrating over seeds unborn, and revisiting atrophied ghosts that live in the cellar of our cells. Perhaps it's time to exercise them. This full moon, I want nothing more, nothing more for you than to cry or shake or cast what skin is ready to shed. Whatever needs integrating or releasing, the details or the dread is all worthy of your attentions. How are you? Why don't you take a quick body scan? Although slower ones can be meaningful as well. Just fall into your breath for a moment. Take your time. That's the thing. I, I've always felt very rushed. Very rushed thinking that someone was going to tell me to hurry it up, move along. I don't know if that's some song from my past lives from reincarnation or just the school systems of the Midwest, (laughs) right? But I want to learn how to take up space. And I, I want that for you if you haven't mastered that skill, right? Just take a moment for yourself. What do you notice? Any cricks in your neck? cricks in your ankles how's your belly take a big belly breath let it all out that's right Saturn enters Pisces today along with this full moon last time that Saturn did such was 1992 1993 We can conjecture upon what the seasons of a planet mean, right? What does it mean for Saturn to enter a mutable water sign? What does time have to do with duality? What does time have to do with dreaming? What do constructs have to do with concepts there's your meditation on that I can't tell you what Saturn in Pisces is going to do but it feels like it's activating and deconstructing our understanding 
of everything. We have a lot of stelliums in this chart. Pisces, stellium, Aries, stellium. And it just looks like a big Care Bear stare from the moon if I look at this chart. Uranus trines and sextiles the sun in Pisces and the moon in Virgo. Illuminating, shocking us awake. Maybe some new insight, something that we couldn't see before, something that we, we see that we can't unsee. And from here in Milwaukee, where I cast the chart, Neptune is on the ascendant. And the Sun in Pisces, Mercury in Pisces, Saturn now entering Pisces, all of these are hanging out right on the ascendant to the 12th house, which is Pisces zone. This gives an even more hyped up energy, right? At least in, in my region, you'll have to check in with me if you're somewhere far, far away, far, far away from here. Um, just Neptune makes me think of fog, swimming in a big ocean of the unknown, unable to perceive what delights or horrors lies under the surface. Right? Have you ever, I don't know, can you imagine just like being out in the ocean? It's just you like Wilson from Castaway, just bouncing around. What's underneath there, right? Like it's so vast, there's not a lot of boundaries, right? And boundaries are what Saturn represent, right? And Pisces is kind of this oceanic quality, this property, this metaphor of bigness and spaciousness and and vastness that we can't comprehend. Pisces is space. It's chaos, It's hard to name. It's hard to put your finger on chaos. And I think that's why it's difficult to talk about Pisces. Unless you have some in your makeup, like like yours truly. But even then, it takes me a lot of stretching and mental energy to sort of even bring the words to trying to trap a cloud. So this Saturn in Pisces period, the next couple of years, <laughs> try to trap a cloud. That is your job. Here is your homework assignment. Neptune, as my mom always said, brings conscious clarity or deep confusion. So you may find yourself somewhere between checked out and checked in. <laughs> Pisces would be that kind of escapist check out and... Virgo would be the checking in, the details, the attentiveness, the consciousness, the attention, discernment. What an odd space to straddle, right? The word liminal, that word comes to mind, liminal, which means to to kind of uh, occupy two territories at the same time. That is Pisces' whole vibe, man. That is it. And in esoteric astrology, which is, you know, what helps to inform the type of work that I do as in what I call inspired astrology, because I don't have really a name for what, what it is that I do. In esoteric astrology, Neptune is associated with the space between Neptune and Pluto, not Pluto, the space between Neptune and Pluto is associated esoterically with the energy of Pisces. 
What a mind fuck right there. <laughs> when we let go, we transform. So here I am in Milwaukee, uh, seeing people over Zoom. So if you live far away, no frets, no worries. I'm here. Um, It doesn't really matter where I am because you can reach me (laughs) by phone, by email, by snail mail. (laughs) That'd be fun. Uh, I'm here. I'm here doing my thing, doing the mirror, doing the readings, doing the reflecting. Um, If you don't know me, I I welcome you to this space. This is the Inspired Astrology Podcast. I do this every two weeks, often at the last minute, because I'm a a grad student. I hope that you'll have some compassion for me. Um, I am also not good at organizing time. Uh, The more I learn about my brain and how I work... (laughs) Perhaps if I had an executive assistant or an executive function that worked properly, I'd be in uh, better shape. But I tell you what, doing the best I can, kid. I hope that you are too. I know that you are too, right? We show up the best we can. And some days that's a different uh, level. Sometimes our, (laughs) our scale is a bit different day to day. I have been practicing as a professional astrologer and um, Reiki practitioner, and I should put that in the other order because Reiki absolutely came first, but actually astrology came first because <laughs> it was one of the earlier languages that I learned to speak. Um, anyhow, hand in hand, here I am reflecting the best I can to support you on your integration journey, and mine has been a long one, let me tell you. We're all doing it. We all wake up together, kid. We all wake up together. You can learn more about my story on ursaday.us, www.ursidae.us. That's Latin for bear. Bear is kind of my thing. Not just uh, my sister's teddy bear, Bear Bear, who is my guardian and keeper this lifetime, but also the energy of, of bear and a Versa Major in the sky. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'd rather talk to you a little bit about your body. Haha, <laughs> Virgo, full moon. So maybe your relationship with your body is complicated, right? Maybe you've betrayed it or it has betrayed you at some point. It's weird being human, isn't it? <laughs> we have all this biology, all this stuff, stuff coming out of us, stuff going in us. Um, Buckminster Fuller is one of my dudes. I really, really love Buckminster Fuller's work. If you have not heard of him, Google him. Uh, he's the reason that we have the geodesic dome. Um, so Epcot center, baby, no Bucky, no Epcot. I know I got some Disneyland fans out there. I'm, I'm certain of that. So Bucky said that, uh, we seem to be a verb. I seem to be a verb. And he even commented on the amount of food, thousands upon thousands of pounds of food that we consume and transmute 
and release, <laughs> to put it sweetly. And yet here we are, right? I've been living with my partner, Tree, since 2020. And I realized that we have watched each other eat close to 3,000 meals. That's wild. <laughs> and yet we're both about the same size, like just about the right size. <laughs> Energy cannot be destroyed or created. It can only be transformed. So I wanted to talk a little bit about abandoning the self, right? Because Pisces has that kind of that vibe of like feeling alone, um, feeling abandoned, feeling alienated, feeling not a part of. It is like a single water molecule, a water molecule within an ocean of other water molecules all floating together. And yet that one particular Pisces one is like, dude, I don't belong. I don't fit in here. This is not my place. These are not my people. And yet there are all these H2O molecules all around. You know, another analogy I would use is like, imagine that you're a rock getting a, a wave slapped up against you and you're just wondering, why do you feel so, so separate? Why does it feel so different when we're surrounded by all this life, right? So maybe the rock analogy is more about the, the feeling. And the truth is that you're a water molecule surrounded by water. And that's actually kind of true scientifically. Aren't we made of like 70% water? So in the, in the analogy that I wrote, right, Pisces is your consciousness. And just reminding in the speech that we're never alone because of our nervous system. And that's an oversimplification, obviously, but our bodies are responding to us constantly, right? And there's, there's certain things that are autonomic, right? That's part of the nervous system. Like if, if you just, you need to check in with yourself, right? If you're having a moment, just put your hand over your heart, take a breath, right? But it's hard to self-regulate when you're in a moment. That is the shit of it, right? That's, that's kind of why we need to learn how to better... Um, support one another with kind eyeballs and attention and compassion and patience, right? Um, sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we feel like we're floating away in the big water and all we need is just a set of eyeballs to reconnect us, to plug us back in and make us feel less alone. So if Pisces is your consciousness. Let's assume that Virgo is your body. These two are in an endless dance, a conversation that man itself manifests itself in form, right? And that's only one dimension of it all, right? Existence. We have like Pisces, Virgo. We can think about the Capricorn, Cancer, Axiom. Like there's all these, there's all this stuff happening to create the larger molecule. There's so many different things to consider, Time is something to consider as a construct. And we have infinite beings and infinite moments within their cycles, all circling about this chaotic interpretive manifold of bodies and intentions, confusion, precision, right? I held a moon gathering last night at Moving Galaxy, uh, which is a studio located at uh, on Farwell Avenue, close to the Whole Foods, just north of, uh, of North Avenue. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the east side. Um, so I'm doing that just about every other weekend. So you can find that at ursaday.us if you're in the area. I was so blessed to have um, someone come in from out of town to just come sit, come sit and be. Uh, and I really, I wish them well supporting their moon circle and their community. But I was looking around this room and I'm thinking all of us are at this different moment in time within our cycles. Each of us have the start point, which could be our moment of birth, right? Conception, who knows when the start point is, but there is a cycle. There is this robust experience that we all get to float through. It's not really about younger or older. It's just about where you are in your cycle. You can think of it that way. Beginning, end, there is none. It's just a circle, never ending. So you're not alone in all of this chaos. Like we're building a collective version of this world, right? So your choices are not entirely your own. They are also involved with every other being that's ever existed. Your past, your ancestors, their choices are impacting that you exist today. And the choices that we make where we are, it's that butterfly effect that we still impact everyone around us. How do we get back to interdependence? I think that that's what Saturn and Pisces and what this new era will illustrate for us. You know, Pluto's moving into Aquarius at the end of this month. It'll back back out into Capricorn, but um, we've gone through an entire season of Pluto within a sign, Capricorn, from 2008 and just starting to shift this year. And it will continue to be in that shifting point until it moves directly into Aquarius for have to check the map but usually it's like a it's a generation 20 to 30 years this depends on Pluto's cycle I'm really concerned that we've collectively forgotten how to depend on each other um, with collective effort there is collective change massive waves and tides of energy pushing in one direction aimed at a goal a transmission I'll say it again, a new world is possible. A new you in this moment is possible. Just think about all the cells like Bucky's talking about, like we just keep recreating ourselves, right? Like all of our cells are constantly dying and being reborn. We are a universe. Our bodies are a universe. It's pretty amazing. I think what sucks is that we have to like carry around our consciousness, like the story of our lives follow us. And I joke to my friends, like you've just been in your body for too long, right? You're comparing yourself to your old self and you can't do that because you're not that person anymore. That that self is, is gone, long gone. Yet we compare. (laughs) So it's so bizarre to me, like the constructs of our minds. And even if we do have these aha moments, they're fleeting. They just They're gone. I feel like a goldfish most days. I'm tired. I'm tired, man. I'm If I'm just being honest, I'm super tired. I know that I'm uh, doing quite a bit of reading from my writing from this evening, but it's, it's just coming from a really genuine place about the things I've been thinking of. 
Um, so I'll share a little personal information with you, right? So you can hear about what's happening in my world. Um, I got a lot of astrological weather happening in my personal makeup. There I said it. It's weird and I'm tired because it's been like this for a long time now. It's like always something. And that's fine because my mom says when it stops being something, it gets kind of boring and you got nothing like aggravating you to move forward. So thank you, agitation from the planets. Just kidding. Um, anyhow, this this is really interesting to me. So if you're studying astrology, just hit me up. Let me know what your thoughts are on this. Um, so Saturn uh, is at zero degree Pisces and my moon is zero degrees Pisces. It's also trying to my Pluto in Scorpio. So just recognize that Saturn is activating my Pluto in Scorpio as well. (laughs) So Saturn is on top of my moon is what I'm trying to say. And in Vedic astrology, this, uh, this is a cycle of like sadness, death, destruction, change, like not good. And I, I worked with uh, this beautiful, beautiful colleague and friend of mine. I'm going to call her a friend first. She's not a colleague. She's my colleague, but she's my friend first. Um, Haley Nischel of Breath of Rebellion in Des Moines. Fierce. Love her. So I, you know, reached out to her about my cycles and she's like, oh, you got a sadie sadie going on. I was like, I don't know what that is. And I did so many mala cycles, om prom, prim prom, ha, shani, sharaya, namaha. I did like, I don't know, maybe 16 or 17,000 mantra cycles with a citrine mala that my best friend Shana gave me. Citrine is associated with Saturn, which I find very odd because citrine is like my favorite crystal. It's so pretty and shiny and it's like your cheerleader. It's just the coolest crystal. So it surprised me that there was a connection between those. I digress. The last time that Saturn was on my moon was in 1993. I'll come back to that. So in trying to, you know, work with this cycle of Saturn, you know, just doing a lot of work on myself the last year. In Vedic astrology, the shifts are a little bit different. It's kind of like this whole era and period. And the way that I look at transits are within a five degree orb. So that means that slower moving planets um, have a longer uh, like influence and then activation and influence. Then it retrogrades activation, influence, etc. Right. It's it's sort of like a I'm doing like a weaving thing with my hands right now. It's like an infinity loop. It's sort of reinforcing the energy and the teachings of of this cycle. This cycle is associated with depression, period, especially with Pisces, which is a moody bee anyhow. And oddly enough, um, the last month or so, I have been working with my therapists. I have a few of them currently. I have two therapists that I'm working with um, for different reasons. Some of it's talk therapy and life stuff. The other is like childhood, dealing with childhood (laughs) because I'm still stuck, right? I I didn't do therapy for many, many years. And one of my dear friends, Sarah, um, 
I'm, she was one of the first people to encourage me to start working with a therapist in adulthood because I only thought it was for like the bad times but it's also just for creating steady times and reflective times and supportive times your therapist is not the center of the universe it's not the center of your sanity or your mental health but it is someone to kind of cheerlead from the sidelines as you're moving along doing your growth thing and hopefully providing you with tools and meaning and if it doesn't feel good then you need a different therapist right i mean if you don't feel safe right sometimes sometimes it's good to be a little pushed right and sometimes it's good to be left alone but um, good communication is the key to most relationships so in in therapy i've been talking a lot about when i was like nine years old and i had a uh, i tell myself that i had a lot of resistance towards life that i was um i was a contrary that's what my family called me they said i was a contrary that I was difficult. I never wanted to participate. I didn't want to join the group. I always just wanted to stay home and watch TV. And that's true. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to stay home and watch TV. There was a, a long period there that I just had no, no desire. Nothing really turned me on. And what I learned today in my EMDR session apt timing as well. Um, I realized that I had childhood depression that was undiagnosed. And this is no one's fault. I think that's one of the biggest pieces um, in my awareness is like, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, my family fucked up or I fucked up. It just happened the way it happened. And it was, it was really hard to kind of go through and process that period where I was just sick all the time and I had like disordered eating, like either, you know, binging chocolate or like only drinking water and eating pretzels. Like it was just like, I remember frosting. I ate a lot of frosting. It was just like a really weird time period for me. And I just had no desire for anything. It just, I felt really trapped by my body. Right. And it's interesting because Saturn on the moon which sometimes represents the body and some astrological thought so I'm I'm working through that I'm working through that right now in not not even validating childhood depression from you know 11 12 13 yes but like 9 10 those years don't count <laughs> Eight, nine, ten; those don't count as depression. Yes, they do. And for some reason, it just clicked for me today. Thank you, Uranus, trying and sextile this full moon in Virgo, right? But this past week, um, the CDC just announced sixty percent of female-identifying youth are reporting depression, and um, a lot of those are thoughts of suicidality, right? Um, suicidal ideations 60% Um, as someone who has survived depression and kind of dedicated my work to celebrating others because you know that was the gift that somebody gave me that many 
many buddies, <laughs> many, many, many people gave me was celebrating and supporting me as I grew up. It took, it took more than a village. It took like New York City to raise me. It took a lot of people to bring me into my fullness. And that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm in grad school to become a clinical therapist. Um, these kiddos that are coming up now, um, they need us. I mean, you couldn't pay me to be a teenager again. No way. No way. Uh, I just feel like I'm having to work through all that dumb stuff that happened back then. And the more I think about that, right, those time periods are all of our firsts when our brain is still gooey and pliable and it's uh, white matter stage. Your frontal lobe is still developing, right? When you're looking for stimulus and experience. You know, we, we make mistakes, right? Because that's our first time trying things. It's an experimental phase. But it doesn't feel like rehearsal. It feels like real life when you're 13 and 14. And we start to program these programs. And unfortunately, we get a chance to undo them. We get we get to we we get to figure out how to how to heal our wounds. So it seems kind of cruel, really, that like our experience we don't we don't have the foresight to navigate the turbulence of youth, right? Like my partner uh, sent me a picture of uh, them holding a baby and they're like, Oh, I just wish I was this baby. The baby's so curious. Baby's like seeing everything for the first time, rain for the first time, a face for the first time, you know, feeling feelings for the first time. When do we stop touching kids? Like, I, I mean that in the affection way in like the parent touching, holding, hugging, kissing, caressing, supporting, right? We do that to to babies. We hold them when they're small and they fit on your lap and then it gets awkward, right? Is that puberty? Why do we stop why why do we stop supporting each other? Why do we start to sexualize youth when they're just going through some shifts in their bodies? They're growing, developing, changing. And it's so alienating and then you just take the hands off. You take the love off. You tell them to suit up and get out there in the world because that's what you were told to do, right? And we feel like at 13, at least I did, I was like, wow, I just, I finally felt like a human being. I felt so many things. But it was all the firsts. It's all the first time. No context. You're just press and play and going, going from the time you wake up. And then in adulthood, we pretend like we can pause and review the tape, right? Rewind, return, go back, listen again, listen again, listen again. Meanwhile, our lives are passing before our eyes and bodies and beings, trying to reprocess what's come before. So if you're old enough to remember what a cassette tape is or VHS tape, they get chewed up. (laughs) They get chewed up in the player. It warps the output. And get the tape all jumbly and scratched and it kind of skips and gets lines in it. It's a lot like our consciousness and how we remember and re-remember things.
So when things feel super jumbly and messy, let's go and look up at the night sky. Cackle hysterically at the absurdity and beauty and delightful and the madness of life. And if you know a teenager right now, if you have a teenager, if you are a teenager, do something kind for them. Or hit me up. I always got 15 minutes for a kid. A teenager, a young adult, pardon me, excuse me. I acknowledge your being. <laughs> I think that's all I got for tonight, guys. I'm, I'm pretty tired. Um, I hope that you're taking really good care of yourself. It's strange times. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bug you right now because this is what I do. Um, con- write your legislator maybe once a week. Be annoying. <laughs> that's, I think that's just kind of my, my feeling of like getting involved right now. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of things a lot differently lately. Um, you know, what if, what if we just started to take charge of our own neighborhoods, right? I don't know how to fix a pothole, though. <laughs> I don't want to be so um, dependent, right? But but that's what the system is and how it is and what we have to work with. And as my good friend Kevin said last week, the system's not going to change in the next two months, right? So we have to deal with and work with what is in front of us. That's how it changes. It's not going to be radically, like, blown up in the, in the next two months. So... Do what you can with what's in front of you. If there's something that's pissing you off, (laughs) if you are too pissed off to write about it, ask somebody to advocate for you. Maybe they can write for you. Um, Hundreds and hundreds of anti-trans bills and legislation is going out that impacts my family. It impacts somebody that you know, maybe somebody you don't know. Sometimes we have to be strong for others when they can't stand for themselves. So allyship is really important um, on all layers. (laughs) Allegiance, alliance, connection. So thank you for connecting with me um, this evening, this morning, this moment, wherever you are in time, in the space-time continuum, in this dimension. Uh, I'm so grateful for your attentions. I'm Lauren of Ursa Day Healing Arts. You found the Inspired Astrology Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at ursaday.us. Uh, actually, it's ursaday underscore underscore underscore. But you can find my website, ursaday.us. Uh, that is kind of my like home space. You can check it out, do all the readings, listen to the things. Um, thanks for subscribing. If you like, save this so that it pops up on your you know Spotify or Apple podcast list. I super appreciate that. Like, I'm, I'm glad to be in your feed. Uh, maybe you pass this along to somebody who could get some meaning out of it. This is no high quality production value. This is me and my phone and my dog and my computer just trying to get by, trying to help the world a little bit. I just feel like this is my service. And I every every two weeks, every new moon and every full moon for the last four plus years since 2019, uh, I have been providing these reports, and it, it means a lot to me that you sign up for the Moon Mailer, which you can do on my website, 
uh, just let people know about my work. And thank you if you've booked a reading, if you've done uh, the, the mirror with me, uh, if you've uh, purchased the reflection, which is a written report, uh, very thorough, intuitive uh, writing. That's a great keepsake if I ever catch up on my list of them to be done. So those of you who are waiting, spring break is coming. I will get your report written. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being patient as my life is swirling around me in chaos. Um, I provide in-person sessions here at uh, the Moving Galaxy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I will be traveling over to Kosha Spa in Madison. Yay! And doing residency with Shilpa Shankaran of Kosha Kosha Spa, doing a retreat on Sunday and doing readings, mini readings and full-on Transformer uh, in person at her beautiful, beautiful space in the Garver Green building. Uh, It's an old old warehouse, the Garver Feed Mill. Um, So I'll be staying up in, in Madison doing my thing this weekend and... I do that in Milwaukee. I can travel. You can fly me places if you want to. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm a Reiki teacher, Reiki practitioner uh, of over 20 years integrating this work and service. And if you wanted to read more about Reiki, you can do that on my website. Uh, Learn a little bit more about me and maybe I'll learn something about you. I'm here to celebrate and support you on your journey and appreciate you just taking some time to listen for yourself. I hope that you gleaned some warm and squishy information that makes you feel seen and understood because that's that's what astrology did for me. It's the first time I ever felt seen. So I hope that you are receiving that in some, some way or some form. So until next time, stay inspired.